The Downstairs Pub is open for business, and the Blockout Sports Pod is on the air. Behind the master control desk at the Downstairs Pub Studios, I am your host, Travis Carter. And with me, as always, at the high top table over my right shoulder is the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf. What's up, fellas? And bellied up to the bar, a man who wins every day, even if his bets don't. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Oh, that sounded good. <laughs> How we doing, boys? Doing good, good, man. Good. It is great to be back. It's great to be back out on the air. A uh, special Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Blockout Pod. We hope everybody out there that's listening, uh, you will have already had your Thanksgiving by the time this drops. But we hope you had a great day. Hope you had a uh, successful day betting on all the football games on Thanksgiving and. Uh, we will be giving our picks for the uh, for the games later on in the weekend, a little uh, later on in the show. I uh, would like to take this opportunity to let you know that we are on social media on Twitter at Blockout Pod. That is at Blockout Pod on Twitter. Um, give us a follow. Uh, shoot us a message. Let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like. Argue with our picks. Uh, tell Freddie he's crazy when he uh, keeps betting unders. Um, do whatever. Uh, just uh, reach out. Let us know. And uh, I also wanted to thank everybody that uh, took the time to send feedback from last week's show. Heard a lot of cool things. Um, we actually had another. We had another overseas listener. Okay, getting big over. Getting big across the world. I like it. Um, we had we. Uh, we ventured out of Belgium this week and into Italy, into Milano, Italy. So oh. whoever was listening in Milano, Italy, I would like to thank very much and uh, let all your friends know uh, that we are on the air every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything right off the bat that uh, that you'd like to say? Matt? Uh Really, um, I want to give uh, a quick shout out to my guy Keaton Miller, um, the next future Louisville stud, buddy of mine, son, known him for a long time. Keep balling, kid. We're all proud of you. Awesome, Freddie. Well, I wish uh, our our new listener uh, for their uh, uh, soccer expertise. I'm sure I wish that Italy was in the World Cup. That would have made it more interesting and. Uh, you know, they're Euro champions. Are and they just playing Peru somewhere random? <laughs> oh, we have to hit on that. <laughs> I I was gonna uh I was gonna mention that that if you read the description for last week's episode, uh aptly titled the Peruvian the Peruvian kickball incident, um we didn't let Matt know until after we were done that his beloved Peruvian kickball team was not actually in the tournament. Yeah, joke's on me, guys. They actually uh, lost in a their final game in a shootout, now, I don't five know how to I'm, four. Don't know how I missed controversial, that. Controversial, and they did not make it. Must uh, have been just to my give you a little night. tidbit there. That was one of the worst nights in Matt's life. He just yeah. didn't know that yeah. it happened. Terrible. I thought, I thought some of the <laughs> higher ups in Peru might be coming yeah. and looking for you there, Matt. I think I was reorganizing my spice rack that night and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it to the game. Um, off the top, as we do every week, 
especially this time of year. Uh, the latest college football playoff rankings came out last night as we are obviously getting very, very close to knowing who is going to be in the college football playoff. Uh, the rankings go like this. Georgia stays number one. Ohio State at number two. Michigan number three. Texas Christian. TCU number four. LSU five. USC six. Bama seven. Clemson eight. Oregon nine. And Tennessee ten. And Louisville 25. And Louisville 25. Wow. Welcome, welcome back, big boys. Who would have thought? Nice of you to th- and it's nice of you to throw that in there. Uh, just making sure everyone knows. Um, so this weekend we have the rivalry games, um, and rivalry week. Oh man. This is the best slate of ball ever. Um, I, I, I got so many games, sir. I'm going to lose so much money this weekend. And honestly, I can't (laughs) wait to do it. I might bet every damn game this weekend. I hear you because soccer is killing me. Yeah, well, I can see that. I watched. I actually slacked off at work all week long this week and um, was watching kickball from 5 a.m. all the way until, what, 4 p.m. when the games games ended. And uh, I got to say, guys, it's been pretty exciting. Even though there's a whole bunch of 0-0 games and everybody was like, how do you watch this? Watching all the other countries and how much they get into it and the fans crying and and – just hanging on to every kick, you can't help but get caught up in it, man. It's pretty exciting stuff. I, I, I I'm hooked now. I think <laughs> I'm well, gonna watch it all. I knew that five minute sell job by Freddie last week would probably get the job done. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a total jerk here for a minute, but I think the reason I really want the U.S. to win so bad is because it's maybe what our twelfth favorite sport here, and then watching how much the rest of the world's so into it, and how much the rest of the world hates America. Right. I think it'd be kind of awesome to get a hold of this, but you know, hey, <laughs> that's a good yeah, angle. Well, I'm a jerk. Sorry, guys. Sorry to my listeners in um, Italy and Brussels, or Belgium, or Belgium, Brussels in Belgium. That it is indeed. Actually, it's the capital of the uh, Euro. That's okay. They won. They're up one zero today. And we are definitely going to get into the World Cup and touch on that uh, just in a little bit. Um, but let's get back to the college football playoff. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Freddie sent me a picture <laughs> of something I can only describe as looking like the Matrix the other day <laughs> relative to the college football playoffs. So I'm going to go to you first, Fred. And what are your initial thoughts? Uh, let's start breaking this down. Well, I thought that the CFP, uh, you know, we knew that uh, uh, yet last night was going to be a juicy episode, if you will, uh, because there are uh, so many little scenarios that can pop up. Um, and, and some games coming up here are tomorrow are just lamos, kind of. I mean, you know, you got TCU playing uh, Iowa State. Who's uh, I think what four and seven? Uh, they're playing TCU. TCU has to win. But then there are some other games, uh, like Matt and I were talking LSU. You know, yes, are they looking ahead to Georgia? They know they're already in the ga- championship game. Yes, do they have to win at Texas A and M 
who's in turmoil, and they probably will. But, yes, they have to win that game because they can make the playoff if they beat Georgia. Mm, I think the odds of them actually beating Georgia are uh, slim, but still it's a chance, and they do have a good coach. So I'm going to lay off LSU. I know I've been hard on the guys a little bit here lately. but um, Well, and, and USC it really is popping into the picture. Uh, that's the one that got me. I'm surprised that LSU is ranked ahead of U- USC. Right, and that's the one think, thing on my list. I had USC ahead of LSU. Go ahead. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from looking at this ranking is the inevitable inevitable fact that Alabama is going to sneak into this playoff somehow and if you, if you look at it, it it's making it, it, it's setting up perfect for it i mean the, the TCU could easily lose that big 12 championship game LSU is going to lose to Georgia uh USC could lose the Pac-12 championship game which in turn would put what Bama next man up so we're looking at uh, all Big 10 all SEC Final Four. Well, I almost feel like uh, Reese, whose alma mater is Alabama, and McElroy, who won a championship there, put it to rest at the end of the night. I was a little shocked, but uh, they both said that Bama has no shot, and uh, they said by, by saying that, and I agree with them to a certain extent, but Bama has two losses that happened in the last play of the game to two great teams that are uh well one one's fallen off but LSU's there and that would be Tennessee and uh they easily could have lost 3 as well 3 other games well, they could have lost know, 4 well we're talking yeah. Texas obviously Texas, Texas A&M. A&M so i think what they're saying is on paper they look better than they do if you're discussing it with a committee. Um, but so, of course, I'm hoping that would happen. But, but I just LSU don't has see this it. shot with two losses that, in my opinion, are two terrible losses 27 points at home, like we always touch on, and the Florida State loss at the beginning of the year. I think Bama's two losses are better, even though LSU beat you guys on a head to head. Can I throw a shout out to, to my wife? I thought this was interesting as I was watching that committee and she saw my matrix paper earlier in the week and she always has little tough tidbits as she listens to sports center on the TV 24 seven as she's walking through the house. Bless her heart. <laughs> uh, and she actually was like, you know, I have a question. Why? You know, they always talk about teams that were ranked earlier in the year. They were ranked middle of the year, and they're ranked at the end of the year. And they're all ranked differently. Some enter the top 25, some exit, they come back in. She goes, why isn't there some sort of uh, formula that they do a average, if you will? Like a, what is your average uh, ranking for the whole year? And and just go by and and not go by that, but let that be another Saragin ratings type thing, to where you don't Sagarin. have to Saragin. I'm sorry, and you don't have like for instance LSU. They beat Florida State at the beginning of the year when they weren't ranked at all. They were uh, a team that uh, was kind of uh, had a horrible mm-hmm. year the year before. Now they're in what I, I, I'm not sure what their rank was twelfth, thirteenth. Now they're, they're uh, playing great football. They're sixteenth right here. Okay, and that and that actual uh, ranking and that team looks so much tougher now 
don't you kind of want to know what they would be like in one just broad well, number? Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the Ken Pomeroy rankings go something similar to that? Who's Ken Pomeroy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I yeah. honestly have. I'm, I'm so dumb when uh, it comes to those well, kind of things. I, say, I have no I, idea. Let me give, I think let me give one more example. Little old Clemson, who's really been thrown around a lot. We we haven't gotten there yet, but we will. But for instance, they they showed that their uh, wins were Florida State and number twenty five Louisville. Those are their top wins. Mm-hmm. However, in the middle of the season, they beat a ranked. A, a mid rank, maybe twelve Wake Forest team. They beat a ten, number ten at one time NC State team, and then I think Syracuse was like fourteenth or fifteenth, and they beat them. But those three teams are no longer ranked. They've had a quarterback injury, this, that, and the other, and now they don't mean anything. I'll be honest with you, all this sounds like Russell Crowe with back, chalk on a window. Well, I'm just saying, but back then they did mean something, and they were tough games. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and, and teams progress and change, and, and they go up and down in the rankings. It's uh, it's always going to change, and I think, there, I mean, there's probably about, what, 40 different ana- analytical sites out there that, that go through this. Um, so I don't, I don't really, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I knew what goes into each ranking system. Um, so, I'm sure they have a lot of charts in that committee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't – yeah. I doubt anyone has one that's as complex as the one you have over there on the bar top. Well, <laughs> Beautiful I, mind over I, there. I really went through <laughs> it hardcore because I actually have the teams that they have to play. Uh, like, for instance, here here's an interesting one. Um, for, the, for the Big Ten Championship, and I looked at this pretty strong, but – they haven't really talked about that Ohio State Michigan whoever loses that game whoever wins that game is the losing team still going to be in or whatever if I'm not mistaken they still have to play a Big Ten championship game right of course okay they didn't mention that one time last night and they didn't mention it because uh the West for a few years has been awful i agree um and i think that they are just and i mean there's a team that i think could do some damage that still has a shot though and i'd like to know who that is okay well i was looking at the team that's gonna fight to play there after illinois lost last week and the two teams that i've come to find out are iowa and purdue purdue has indiana in the big battle of the barrel and Iowa plays at home versus Nebraska. However, Iowa won the head-to-head over Purdue 24-3. Iowa beats Nebraska at home, which I think they will, and that's who the winner of the big uh, the winner of Ohio State Michigan is playing. And let me tell you something. Iowa has a good defense. I know from betting they're under every week. And that could be a tough game in the cold. They do have a very, very good defense. Unfortunately, they're as good as their defense is. Their offense might be worse. Um, I do not see them beating. I mean, 
I think that Ohio State wins this weekend. A lot of that is, it, but a lot of that is uh, based on whether or not uh, Blake Quorum is going to play for Michigan. If he plays, I think they have a fighting chance. If he doesn't, I think they have no shot. I'm sorry, I spaced out while we were talking Iowa football. What, what's that? We, 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 did we move on? Well, what we all do, do you know what's more boring than talking Iowa football? Uh, watching, watching Iowa it. football, right? All right. Eating corn. Yeah, but, no, I'm with you. Blake Corum's a big loss, maybe for Michigan. Um, but I, I will not discount how good Iowa's uh, Iowa's defense is. They are they are extremely good. But as uh, Matt said, that leads to a lot of less than entertaining football they have games to play the game uh and and for that matter travis uh the big 12 you've got two teams still sitting there um that tcu would have to play uh according to my calculations kansas state and texas are still involved in that texas has a beat up baylor team texas at home this weekend and Kansas State who is playing well they play Kansas I think they'll take care of business in that rivalry however where's that game at that's uh, that game is at Kansas State okay uh however Texas won the head-to-head 34-27 so if Kansas State loses Texas is in uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think we'd all much rather see a Kansas State TCU game as opposed to a Texas. And if Kansas, TCU I'm, I'm sorry, if Kansas State wins, Texas wins the head-to-head. So they play Whoa. Texas, TCU. Let me ask you guys, uh, Freddie. Did you look at all at the possibilities for the Pac-12 championship? Yes, I have that right here. Um. Correct me if I'm mistaken, but if Oregon State beats Oregon, yes, and Washington beats Washington State, yes, isn't it, Washington in the Pac-12 championship game? Washington beat Oregon in the head-to-head, thirty-seven, thirty-four, and yes, they are in. So if that were to happen, and they play Southern Cal in the championship game. I think there's a really good chance that if they get in, Washington could win that. Right, and th- and this is why I'm all amped up because none of those guys have enough time to talk about that, even though we do in an hour. They did not really mention any of that stuff, and they're kind of going to let it let it play out. But I thought all those scenarios in the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 I think it's so interesting. The teams that are fighting tomorrow to try to get into that game, uh, and it's gonna and and for you know they just they just kind of hinted on USC playing Notre Dame last game of the season. They're everyone. I know we've got another week and another week to go, so then they're gonna get on those championship games. But I just find it so cool that. Some of these teams are literally fighting just to play in that championship game. And I'm not sure everyone's aware that they're all tight. I think, you know, of course, LSU and Georgia know they're playing in that game. But I thought it was interesting that three conferences, they're all battling to play in it. Of course, Clemson plays North Carolina in the ACC. That was already a given. 
And, and what's funny is it comes down to those conferences being tough. The Big 12 and the Pac-12. All the way around. Uh, it's nice to hear you admit that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still down on Michigan. You know that. Uh, I do think if they get beat by 17 or 18 or maybe uh, maybe two touchdowns that they are out. And I think everyone else is saying the same thing. And I don't think you'd have much argument from anybody if that were to happen. No, no. And I thought it was also interesting that Notre Dame has come into play and really it, uh, Heather Didich came through and, and, and had a real interesting tidbit when they went to her and said that isn't it crazy how Notre Dame, all the games, Notre Dame and Clemson, Notre Dame and Ohio State, Notre Dame and USC, how Notre Dame playing better now, that game has, has, is really matters for all three of those teams. Absolutely. Notre Dame's really gotten it together lately. Um, it's a shame it took this long, but um, I, I actually like Notre Dame. It's uh, We'll get to that later on in the show, but um, that's uh, this is a big game for Notre Dame coming up this weekend. I think USC's got way too much on their shoulders during this one. Uh, Freddie, uh, piggybacking off of that, uh, I would like to get your two early predictions on who is actually going to be in the college football playoff. I oh, just, you want to know my four? I would love to know your four. Okay, well, I'm going to say that Georgia is going to take care of business over a very impressive season uh, that LSU has played. I'm going to put Georgia in. LSU will then have three losses. They're out. I'm going to say Ohio State is going to beat Michigan at home uh, by, I think, more than two touchdowns. And I think Ohio State is your next team in. I then think that I do really believe that TCU is going to beat Iowa State. They're four and seven. Uh, I don't think that they have been uh, killers before. I think they beat Ohio Oklahoma State one time to knock them out. Uh, that was at I Iowa State a few years ago. I don't think that's going to happen. And I do think TCU will take care of business over Kansas State or Texas. So I think those three are in. Now you got me on the fourth one because – I, I just what if Clemson beats a hot South Carolina team who just beat Tennessee and knocked them out and then they come back and they have to beat North Carolina yes they got drummed last week but do you really knock Clemson out after they've won two more games and their conference championship and you know how I'd make fun of little old Clemson but I just don't see just how you knock them out when they're ten and one, and they may end up being twelve and one. Right? How do you knock them out when LSU? When you're you're tight on LSU, and they have three losses. I mean, like they're out. You know what I mean? I just think USC has a tougher path. All right. 
I'm so give I'm, him... I'm stuck on that fourth team. I really am. I can't give you that information and, yet. And that's totally fine because we we have another week to process whatever happens this weekend, and we'll have a much clearer idea of it uh, come Monday. Yeah, I'm going to tell you my four. I, oh, I think yeah, it's, I, I think it. it's cut and dry. I think Georgia's in. I believe the Ohio State-Michigan game is going to be closer than what you think. Uh, Ohio State will ultimately win that game, but I think Michigan does keep it close. Um, TCU, I see them losing. One, they've been walking the high wire way too much, and it's going to catch up to them in one of these last two games. USC, I foresee them losing to um, Notre Dame this weekend. And uh, that you think they're going to get beat? I do. I really do. By Notre Dame. I really do. Wow. I I see that happening. Okay. Um, and I, uh, I'm not saying I'm betting the money line on that one, but I definitely can see Notre Dame winning that game, which leaves me with, um, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia all in, and Alabama getting in, like I said earlier. Oh, my Lord. They're in. I think I think it's going to happen. Unbelievable. Freddie, what's your reaction to that? I mean, I, I don't know to even think that uh, – and, you know, I as an Alabama fan, I've been griping about it all along. Hey, man, we lost – uh, who cares about that? We went on the road and played Texas. Did we beat them? Yes. I mean, you know, people were like, well, you could have lost. Well, we didn't lose. And we went on the road and played a tough team in a tough environment and won that game. Whereas Michigan played, as I said, Hawaii, UConn, Colorado State. They it, didn't go out in that like, big game and play. Well, that's what I'm saying here. Like, you're all's two losses. Alabama's two losses are not near as bad as one of the, some of these teams with one loss. Right, and, right. No, I agree. I, I mean, I see what you're saying. And then they came back and beat a tough old Miss team at Ole Miss. A tough old Miss team that just got blown out by Arkansas. Hey, sometimes when you, when you drown some team's spirit, they're going <laughs> to lose the next game. <laughs> Bama's been doing that for 10 years. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, then who and then they've got well they're like the Auburn game doesn't help them the Iron Bowl normally is a huge game mm-hmm. uh, it's as big as Ohio State Michigan this year it's not so let I'm me ask imp- you I'm something Fred you took that um this is kind of uh off off the uh, given topic but there has been a lot a lot of rumor and innuendo this week that Lane Kiffin has become the leading candidate for the Auburn football coaching job. Hell, I thought he was already on his way there. <laughs> According to a few people, he already is. <laughs> Do you think that leading up to a big rivalry game and an important game, that uh, all that outside noise, do you think that that uh, affects Ole Miss at all going into the Egg Bowl this week. Of let, course. Let, let me take this let one. Let Matt jump Let on me this. take this one. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. These kids, if you look, at, you look at the rosters across both these schools, they're 80% kids from the state of Mississippi. I think, I think Freddie and I could coach these two teams, and it, we, we'd, get, we'd get the outcome. These kids don't care who their coach is on this one. I'll tell you that one. This is one of the funnest games of the I, year. I kind of disagree, to be yeah. honest with you. I'd be willing to bet you on that. Okay, what are we betting here? 
how about I'll bet you uh, the best breakfast sandwich going right now. Yeah, and what's the best breakfast sandwich? Well, I'll tell you mine right now. Okay. I don't want no janky McGriddle or none of your McDonald's stuff. I want you to drive to North Carolina because they have the best ones, Bojangles. The best, they have the best Bojangles is in North Carolina, and get me the spicy chicken biscuit sandwich. Make it happen. Now, there are Bojangles that aren't in North Carolina, yeah, That's correct? what I'm saying, but the best come from North Carolina. So you want Freddie to drive, drive to, to North Carolina? North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Get you a, say it again, a Bojangles spicy chicken biscuit? That is correct. Is that it? That's it. Uh, Freddie, what is your breakfast sandwich of choice? I'm, I mean, there, now I'm curious. There, there are a, a few out there. Uh, I am going to say it's no longer on the menu. I was turned down uh, a while back. But the, the steak and egg and cheese, and I'm not a McDonald's breakfast guy, but the steak, egg, and cheese biscuit, I got it one time blew my mind i was like i went back the next day and got another but the i best, don't even think that's real meat man i'm gonna give you two more <laughs> and one of them is the country ham biscuit because the biscuit is so good nothing else needed on it at hardy's okay you had me at country ham is unbelievable they pour the ham on there there's a little fat on there i feel like hardy's is and i and full disclosure, I have not been to a Hardee's. I don't even know where a Hardee's in is probably at. twenty years. But I remember when I used to go to Hardee's, it was head and shoulders above about any other fast well, they food. Take yeah, it I agree. I don't, they I, take it seriously. I just, yes, I don't even know I where a Hardee's is. I have to get on I sixty five and get off an exit to okay. get to my Hardee's. Uh, and I will do it. It's you know, it's about uh, eight miles away. Well, I tell but you one what. more. Hold on. One more. Okay. Go, go, and go. And this is the most underrated one if you haven't had it. White Castle. I don't know if people out there have White Castles in their uh, in their neighborhoods. Well, they but right. they're, they they're, they use the same buns that are on their burgers, but they kind of grill them in that grease a little bit more. And they're not soggy. They're, so they're, they're good more and toasted. Good, and good for you. Yeah. Right. They're thinner. They're not like that <laughs> big old biscuit McDonald's gives you that you can't even bite through. And the bologna egg and cheese, buddy, real eggs on the skillet, flattened out with a little burn on them with bologna. I mean, a big old slab of bologna on that little button, man. And, so, and now you can get a waffle. As the breading, if you want. A as, waffle as the sandwich. Two buns. So, so it replaces the bun oh with the waffle. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you haven't had the yeah. bologna I've been missing out on life, at like. White Castle. <laughs> well, I'll so tell you what. There's my You've three. convinced me so much that I won't make you drive to North Carolina after I win this bet. I'll buy you a bologna You can, egg, you can we'll buy me one of each. I want the country ham and the okay. um, waffle sandwich with bologna. Okay. You can keep the egg. I don't eat eggs, man. Eggs are... Um, I think it's weird. Well, you just said eggs. you love the egg bowl. Well, the, <laughs> they ain't making me eat it, man. And not only uh, are we going to update this with uh, who wins the bet, but whoever gets the breakfast sandwich, I expect a full restaurant review on next week's episode. Oh, yeah. You're not even going to want the hash browns. You don't even get the meal on these breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> I want you to deliver this to me You don't get the coffee or the Coke and the hash browns. 
These sandwiches are so good, you just get the sandwich. Okay. I'm excited to win this bet now. There you have it. I love it. Uh, we are going to shift gears really quickly. Uh, I would like to touch on at least uh, the local college basketball teams. Uh, Indiana, Kentucky, and Louisville all had a uh, relatively interesting last week since uh, we were last on the air. Uh, Indiana had a huge road win on Friday night at Xavier, uh, who is going to be very, I, I think, going to be a very difficult team to play against, especially in their own building. Um, Kentucky had a couple of tough losses against very highly ranked opponents. As usual. And Louisville has taken the season off. Is not good. <laughs> uh we could probably do a whole hour relative to where Louisville is right now. My uh, blood pressure reading says let's not do a whole hour on yeah. Louisville. So, I don't think we yeah. will, and I don't think anybody cares that uh, at no, this point no, enough. They're, Although, they're, as we are recording right now, uh, the television behind the bar at the downstairs pub is showing Louisville being in the game. Against Cincinnati in the, uh, in the in the Maui Invitational, ton of offense in this one. This is why I'm drinking, folks. <laughs> but, but you know what, Travis? There there has been some really good games, and you know I know everyone doesn't want to just focus on our regional teams, even though they're all very good and in the top 25. Besides Louisville, and and they're just they have a new coach. Look, it, it's 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 we we knew it was going to be tough no matter what. It is gotten to the point where it's a little ridiculous and okay. worrisome all right you got me here i, I, mean, I, I, I need because about, I need about two seconds to vent on this extremely respected so we've um we've all heard with with, with louisville we're, we're playing behind a black cloud with ncaa violations and, and and everything going on you can't recruit you can't hit the transfer portal i i just want to say everybody needs to turn their head to lsu who was under the exact same black cloud from the ncaa they hired Matt McMahon, who was interested in the Louisville job, to go down to LSU. The entire team left except for one scholarship player. Matt McMahon hit the transfer portal so hard and so well and was able to get guys that Kenny Payne could not. And that team is 5-0 and right now and plays hard as anyone in college basketball. Wow. Okay. And at the same time, I'm watching Louisville go out there and lose their legs and cry like babies and – short arm everything it's 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 the one of the most difficult things i've had to watch so far all right i'm done i'm done that's over with well moving I, on i did want to uh allow you for your blood pressure's sake to go ahead and get that out in the open and now yeah. uh i actually feel bit. better now thanks guys <laughs> um but 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 you know i love all these tournaments that are going on uh the maui and all these things where all these teams do match up and play and hell louisville's actually playing in the maui so at least they're 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 going up against tough teams but you know teams like arkansas baylor have really looked good even though some of them have lost a, a, a tough matchups creighton in Arizona tonight, that was uh, Ari- that was a great fantastic game. game. Arizona yep. stacked. Uh, Carolina hasn't really played anyone yet. Kansas has been battle tested. 
They're playing good. UCLA's playing good. Duke's been bouncing. I'm telling you, the college basketball is uh, there. There's some really good teams out there, and there are a lot of them. And people will finally start really paying attention as soon as college football's over. Right. Exactly. I uh, mean, you could go through the top twenty-five of college basketball right now, and and just find really, really good teams. And maybe that is because of the transfer portal. You know, what, what did we just talk about? I, I I talked to you guys last night, and I was ticked off that a guy from Gonzaga, Nebhard, who was a great player, is now playing for Creighton. How could you leave Gonzaga with Drew Timmy and all these other guys when you all are smiling and hugging and everybody loves each other? up in Washington State, and all of a sudden you just bolt and go to Creighton. It's the nature of the beast, man. Like, I don't man. get it. Sometimes these kids have different reasons, and uh could be family members close to home, could be anything. Uh, but something something gets these kids to go, and I like the opportunity that they – I like that they have the opportunity to go now. I do too, and I would ask the same question even more so about a coach. How does a coach sit in a locker room wow. and go – Hey, we're all in this together. This is a family and all this stuff. And the day after the season's over, he can bolt. Right. Uh, and, and something else I brought up to Freddie earlier is if these scholarships were given out on four-year plans, that would be make me think a little bit differently. But the fact that it's a year-to-year scholarship basis, that that's something I've never liked. And this may help change that. I don't know. And, and like I said, hey, I – do I get it? Yes. Mm. Do I like it? No. I'm mm. like Saban in, in football. It's the same thing in football. But has it made everything way more exciting? And now, you know, actually, I'm I'm, fight, I'm I'm losing my own battle here. But I'm sitting here talking about the top 25 and all these teams being fantastic. Well, half the reason is because they've Transfer got all these portal. recruits there and they're and all getting even. It makes the coaches work I, a little bit harder it. to get these transfers and earn those big multi-million dollar contracts. Well, and it, it also, I think, adds a level to recruiting that we haven't seen before because at the end of the season, not only do you have to recruit possibly you know, kid, a, a high school kid as you typically would have, you have to recruit your own team. Mm-hmm. You have to recruit guys into coming back. Absolutely, and that's Man, a, that's hard. Yeah, that's an interesting, a very interesting dynamic that we haven't seen in college sports ever. I do think it's it's maybe the reason that some of these uh, coaching legends are, are leaving the game nowadays. Like maybe Coach K didn't want any part of it, or um, Jay Jay Wright. Jay Wright, yeah. Um, they're watching the game change, but you know what? We're going to have new legends come up. Chris Beard's turned into a legend. Um, there, there's a lot of good coaches out there that are coming up. So, Oh, no, there's some really good coaches. College basketball is going to be just fine. We just, as fans, learn how to – or have to learn how to adjust to watch it too. If you want to waste an hour, just uh, get Tom Izzo started on the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, th- <laughs> he will – he'll t- – and – I know a he lot of people. just like Saban. I know a lot. Well, of course, I know a lot of people uh, don't like him, especially some of my IU leaning people that listen to this podcast every week. I've always found him extremely entertaining, and uh, he's a, a tremendous basketball coach. That goes without saying. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, 
but by God, he is passionate about it, and he will talk until you don't want him to talk anymore about some of these things. I do love that his team still bully everybody a little bit, kind of like the old Knicks. They do. The Pistons. He's kind of a, always been a bully coach, and his players bully. It's kind of the old school way, so I do kind of respect that a little bit. And, boys, let's jump into the World Cup. Oh. Last week we did our uh, seven-minute or ten-minute preview, our five-minute sell of Country Matt on why he should be watching. And before we get into the actual ins and outs of the games, I know, Matt, that you have been watching. Mm -hmm. I'd just like to get your initial reactions as somebody that, that didn't come into it as a huge uh, soccer fan or anything like that. Give me your initial reactions on watching these these uh, first few days of games. All right. I, I think the closest thing I can compare it to is the Olympics. Um, the way the pride in the country, the the people, you know, the players out there, the coaches, the uh, the fans – how enthusiastic they are across it. It, it. I mean, when you're watching the national anthems play and the players are shaking, it's it, you can't help but to get goosebumps. Yeah, it's and, always uh, so cool. It's, I mean, that kind of wraps you right from the start. And then to watch the level of play and intensity, and everybody, I, I've even said it, it's soccer, there's not enough scoring, there's not enough action, uh, blah, blah, blah. I have to say, it's probably one of the most action-packed sports I've watched. The scoring's not there, but that's what kind of adds to the action is is the way that they, they go about setting these plays up. And when a score is about to happen, how intense that moment is. Or when a score actually does happen. I mean, there's a reason that every, like the announcers are screaming goal for five minutes because it's it's very exciting. I don't. I mean, it's kind of hooked me a little bit, guys. I'm yeah. I love rewind. A a anytime someone scores, I go straight to the remote and rewind it about two three minutes ahead and just to watch, watch the build. how it happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what everyone should do if you if you have that option. But yeah, especially if you DVR in some of these early games in the early. Uh, depending upon where you live, uh, we're in the East Coast, so we're watching games early yeah. in the morning. When you watch that Saudi Arabia team that upset Argentina, wow. and you watch the emotion on those guys' faces, knowing that those guys are going to be known as heroes in their nation forever. I mean, every one of those guys' names will be known forever just because of winning one World Cup game. Um, and watching that city, the city of Riyadh, after um, how it was just – I mean, it was like they won a national like a national championship in a college town around here. It was right, the streets right. were full. Everything was. I mean, it was neat, guys. It's it's neat to watch. I'm sold. I love that, uh, Freddie. You just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that was my intention when I woke up this morning. So the United States uh, played to a draw with Wales in a game that I Shocker. think is probably was probably a little disappointing of a result to both sides. Both sides still have a great chance. Well, one of those two sides still has a great chance to move through. Um, Argentina, with as Matt just talked about, with their shocking loss to Saudi Arabia, and then uh, today's shocking result of Germany losing to Japan. 
Wow. Again. Yeah. Uh, Freddie, what are your uh, what are your thoughts so far uh, relative to how the tournament's playing out in the first few days? Well, I, at, for, for a minute there, as a World Cup and soccer player all my life and, and watching soccer and watching Euro Cup and watching World Cup, uh, I was I've been a little ticked off about and betting as well, which I try not to let that steer my my emotions. Uh, but I do have fun with it. Uh, but um, the, all the draws have driven me crazy. Uh, but you know what? Hearing what Matt just said, I shouldn't let the draws drive me crazy. I agree. Because it's a good, that just means it's a good tight match, and you wonder what's going to happen the next time they're up. They do have a chance to go back. Argentina has a chance to come back and win 3 nothing, uh on who they're going to play next. So uh, it is there, and the draws just mean that, hey, these two teams are evenly matched. I, I mean, I, I saw a thing on USA-Wales. It was funny, Casey Keller and all these all these guys that watch it more than we do, they're all uh, professionals. All uh, out of six, all but one had Wales USA as a draw, one to one. Wow! I found that amazing. Wow. Uh, as I'm watching the game, we're up one nothing. You can't help but think that USA fans all around. Who, wherever, Kansas City, New York, da, da, they're all going, oh, my God, this is going to be a draw. Wait and see. We're going to uh, make something st- a stupid play in the box, which we did, or a handball or whatever. And, and it just, it, it, some, some of the things with the U.S. just fall right into place. It's so frustrating. And you and I, Fred, uh, watched that game together the second half, and you were saying in real time that it was just a matter of time until they equalized. Right. I'm so frustrated with the way that the U.S., uh, and not just the U.S., it's just human nature sometimes that these teams once, it is amazing to watch, Matt. You will find out about this. That Maybe even the teams like Brazil and them maybe sometimes do this when they're, when they get a goal down and they're just not ready for it. But it is the way that these teams drop back in defensive mode and just forget about attack mode with the players that are still on the field is amazing to me. And it, what's a, what's even more amazing to me is is what changes when you actually put Literally one substitution in or a second one. It is amazing to me because sometimes they come in, they have a different structure of how they're going. When they come in, they they don't just walk in and go, okay, I got this guy like on basketball. They come in and tell everyone we're changing the whole system of what's happening right now. And this is the first World Cup where you're allowed five substitutes. Right, five and people which, have been using which, them, believe me. Yeah, and I think that's made a that's made a big difference. But it's amazing when a substitution or two comes in and then it changes, but sometimes teams wait. They wait too long, they wait too late. But I just wish the US would stay in attack mode more often than not. I know their nuts are tight and they don't want to they don't want to have a loss 
And that's not just them. That's the other teams. That's Poland. And, I mean, you know, teams like that. I mean, I don't know. Poland should have won. Lewandowski's one of the greatest players in the world and has been. You got to make your penalty shot, bro. Right. I mean, um, but it is awesome. Uh, I'll tell you right now, today I saw a tapestry, one of the most beautiful tapestries I've ever seen, and that is my second adopted team because I've been there on my honeymoon uh, watch games with the uh, with the people there. Uh, I was lucky enough to is Spain. Wow, I'm I'm talking. Uh, Spain's always ticky tock, a beautiful passing, this, that, and the other. They've had pressure and choke before, but they've got some 17 and 18 year olds uh, along with a couple veterans. That today was some of the most beautiful soccer I've ever seen played i'm not kidding it was i'm gonna i can't wait to watch the game all over again yeah i i completely agree it was seven to nothing it was striking to me as someone who has watched all the games in this tournament how different they looked than everybody else that i've seen play just the crispness of their attack and the way they finished when they got in the area was uh it was it it was remarkable and I've I really have really enjoyed it and I can't wait to watch them again. Uh one more thing and then I'm gonna let Madge up in here. I thought it was funny that even sometimes the announcers and, and these guys are Landon Donovan and them that that are great players and they I, I could tell their mouths were watering based on what they're like right. at one point he's like this guy is literally one touching the ball because not because he can because or literally because he can he's doing it for fun like that when you're in a flow like that in the world cup it is a beautiful thing uh to see and talk about i mean you're just in a flow it's unbelievable uh, but we've got some uh, games coming up. It's all knockout round. It's going to be fun. I'm glad Matt is on board. Uh, I'm amped up about it. And, uh, Matt, have you been doing any betting on these games yet? I have not because I have not had time to get across the bridge. But I did. Um, I do have a buddy that lives over there that will take my bets for me every now and then. So I did lay a few bucks on Germany to win the whole thing as a future bet. And that is not off to a good start after tying with Japan today. No, they lost they to lost. Japan. Oh, they lost. Never mind. So it's even worse of a start than what I thought. <laughs> do, you, do you have any other teams that you like, or that it, whether you've seen them or not? I mean, any uh, that's how you got Peru. Um, yeah, I have, <laughs> I, I have, I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm a U.S. guy. So uh, okay. U.S. and Germany, I guess. So and let's, let's just roll with that. Let's not forget that. Uh, a huge, obviously huge game, USA and England on Black Friday, right after this episode drops at 2 o'clock, and I cannot wait to watch that match. i tell you what, I'm as big of a college football junkie as I am, I, I think I'm more excited about that. Well, I'm as excited about that game as I am to watch anything else this weekend. Right, so. and it will be on with other games Right there. Let's look at this. We're going to beat Real them by 1,776 points. I've got my Black Friday schedule out here. 
I've got England USA at two o'clock. Who are they competing with? Well, let's see. Baylor at Texas, Arkansas at Missouri, NC State at uh, North Carolina, a great Tulane at Cincinnati 12 o'clock game. Some of these are 3.30. That game will be coinciding with all those, and it will be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch. It's one of the best weekends in sports we've had in a while, guys. I never, I could not find a basketball game going on Friday anywhere. Yeah, nobody would watch it anyway. Indiana plays at 12.30. Okay, then I missed that. I missed that. (laughs) They play, uh, I believe, Jacksonville State, which nobody cares about. And so we are going to move on. And we are going to go to uh, the betting segment of our show. All right. Uh, before we go there, I would like to uh, remind you that we are on social media on Twitter at Blockout Pod. That is at Blockout Pod. Give us a follow, send us a message, uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and you can make fun of all of our gambling picks, which we are going to go ahead and start with tonight. Last week, I went one and one, which was a tremendous improvement from the first week when I went 0 and 2. <laughs> and this week, I am going to start by taking the team that won me. My bet last week, I'm going to take Vanderbilt plus 14 at home against Tennessee, who seems to be a team in a bit of a downward spiral. Obviously, Hennon Hooker, the quarterback, out for the season with a uh, knee injury, which is extremely unfortunate. I hate that uh, for him. But I am going to stay with Vandy. Uh, that is my first bet of the week, Matt. Give me one. All right, I, I'm not. I can't just give you one. I've got a three team parlay here, and uh, I, I don't know what my record was last week because, like a cornerback, you got to have a short memory, and I don't live in the past. <laughs> so we're gonna move forward and we're gonna shut it down this week, and we're all gonna make some money. All right, I've got right here in front of me. We're gonna go with Oregon State um, plus three at home against Oregon. Love that big rivalry game, the Civil War. I don't even know if they call it Civil War anymore, but that's what I grew up with it being called. And I love the Beavers in that one. Then we're going to move on to Notre Dame to cover the plus five and a half against USC at USC. Notre Dame's been playing good ball lately. Great defense. I think USC has their hands full, and Notre Dame look for them to get the win. And then third is a Freddie Bender special close to home with an under bet. We're taking uh, the Louisville-Kentucky under 43 points. I do not see where points are going to come from in this game. That's a good call. And I just see it's right there for the taking. So those are the three. Parlay them and take them separately, and then let's get rich, kids. Freddie. How uh, did I miss that under? (laughs) Pulled it out from under you. And and if you all, uh, folks, if you all know this, I picked five games last week, and they all made fun of me. They're like, wait a minute. I thought we were only doing three. But you know me. I'm a little crazy. So, Freddie, uh, give us. Well, I'm going to tell you how I did last week, damn it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. I can't I wait to hear this. I three and two. Uh, of course, my under hit. Uh, but I wanted to point out to everyone that I bet my first over of the year 
and it was Vegas history, folks. Iowa at Minnesota, from what I heard, was the lowest under given, 32.5, and it was the lowest under hit, and it was 13 to 10. Can you believe this? And, of course, I bet the over on that uh, and lost. Uh, isn't that funny? But uh, I did go 3-2 and two on college, and I lost. I uh, went 0-1 on the NFL games. I lost on the Jets. Uh, but but uh, my picks are, I'm going to go, well, let's start it off with the unders that I love. And uh, I'll give you an under that I like. I'm going to go with one of the same games that Matt was talking about. And I'm going to go Notre Dame at USC. The under is 64 and I think that Notre Dame's defense is playing a lot better. And I think that's going to be kind of a slugfest. I, I, I'm kind of reaching out because most of my unders are uh, kind of strange teams that aren't, that, uh, you know, that I think that's a marquee game to take. I see that game in. being played somewhere around the. 25 to 17 mark 20 you know and that's not normal for USC. no not at all it's not not at and all that's why i'm going on on a ledge there um uh, although i think the michigan ohio state game is going to be down there too i'm gonna stick with my guns and uh i have to go nebraska at iowa 37.5 of course i'm either gonna pick iowa or illinois you know i will uh, and then I'm going to go with my picks. I'm sticking with Penn State. I've been winning on them every week. Again, they are uh, Michigan State at Penn State. It's 18. I'm going to tease it down to 16 and a half. And uh, Penn, I'm not sure if that game's at night or not. I don't care. Uh, and then my last. 4 p.m. What's, what's that? 4 p.m. Okay, 4 p.m. And then my last pick is going to be, and I have to take this or Matt's going to punch me. <laughs> I've been ragging on Michigan so much, I finally get to get low points with Ohio State. <laughs> so I'm taking Ohio State minus seven and a half. I have to do it over Michigan, and I think they're going to beat them by more than that. I love it. There you have it. I love it. And uh, my second bet is going to be in the NFL. I'm going to take the Titans getting two at home against Freddie's beloved Cincinnati Bengals. Now, that leads me to this. Uh, We're going to introduce a new segment this week, which is we have a guest picker this week. Oh, which is okay. My nephew Colin Levy, who is as oh, he knows his his yeah. He's stuff. he's as he's a sports obsessed, especially as it relates to Indiana. Uh, by the way, give him a follow on Twitter at IU Sports for Life at IU Sports the number four life uh, to, uh, for everything Indiana athletics, but I was watching the games this weekend with him and asked him if he thought he could beat me head to head betting. And he said, well, of course I can. And I'm sure he can. 
He wanted to take Vanderbilt also. I told him I was taking that. But his bets are Oregon State plus 3.5 over Oregon. And he is actually going straight against me in the Bengals-Titans game. He's taking the Bengals minus 2.5. Wow. And he more than likely is. I said wow too much tonight? (laughs) First time I've heard it. (laughs) Keep going. What what did he say about that game? Well, he just... uh, Here's what happened. I asked him to make his bets. He sent me two or three, and I decided that uh, we we were probably on the same wavelength about a few, and then I said, well, how about the NFL? And he goes, oh, well, the lock of the week is the Bengals. And I didn't tell him that my lock of the week was the other way. Mm. So I think we'll just uh <laughs> I think we'll see what happens but typically he uh he seems to be on top of things. I think the new guy's going to come in and show us all up. <laughs> yeah, hey, I think you're right. Hey, maybe we'll take some of his picks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And does I'm going like to make unders. I'm going to I'm going to make Nobody two, does. I'm going to make two bonus picks quickly. Uh I'm going to take Louisville over Kentucky. On the money line. Smart man. And I am going to, of course, I have to mention this. I'm going to take Indiana to cover the 14 at home against Purdue in the old Oaken Bucket game. And that is just me wishing that that happens. (laughs) 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 Purdue does have something to play for. Don't forget. Oh, they certainly do. And... Indiana has something to play for from the fact that they just want to win the bucket game. Uh, But this weekend should be a ton of fun. Uh, One more time, we would uh, like to let you guys know we appreciate you all listening. Uh, Hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to send it around the horn for final thoughts from everybody. Country, give me something. Rivalry weekend. Uh, cards have a legit shot to win it. Travis just picked them. Let's go, cards. Freddie. Well, uh, to my dismay, apparently Alabama's still in the playoff. Uh, possibly can make the playoff. <laughs> and, I just like uh, building you up. My nuts are a pumping. Even though Reese, whose alma mater is Alabama, I'm not sure anyone knows that or not. But I think uh, he might have mentioned that once or twice. But uh, all I have to say is. Uh, Roll damn tide. Well, we would uh, like to wish you guys all a happy Thanksgiving, everybody listening. Uh, Have a great time watching football, basketball, the World Cup this weekend. Uh, We can't thank you all enough. Follow us again at BlockoutPod on Twitter. That is at BlockoutPod. And until next week. From behind the master controls in the downstairs pub studio, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs>